2: That's right. It's the 30 something movie podcast. It's episode number 281 RoboCop 2 this time around. Very, very quickly. We spoil the movies we talk about. We spoil freely. Um, You know, much like milk that's been in the fridge for like, I don't know, six months, spoiled everywhere. Um, So just be warned. Uh, iTunes reviews, please leave us a five star review. That's the only thing that you can leave on there. That's the only choice you get. Five stars. You love everything about this show. Um, And if you don't, you can leave us a review on MySpace. Uh, visit our website. Is MySpace still around?
0: I think it is. I think it's some weird like alt community now, but it's okay. there. And ex-
1: you can access it with your BlackBerry. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh,
2: good. Good. Well, I'll never and be able to get back into it. Berry. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can. I can't use a Palm Pilot.
0: Uh, you know what? That might be the other piece of equipment that it gets you.
2: Okay. There. I actually it's- have. I think somewhere I have a Palm Pilot in a box somewhere. Is it, is it, does
1: it have a stylus
2: with it? It, it does oh, sure. have a stylus with it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Kind of looks like the stylus that used to come with those little, uh, the little uh, faces that you get that have the little magnetic pieces inside. Yep. You'd like make yep. the mustaches and the beards on them. And the, yeah, kind of looks like that, but mm. all right. And, and also our website, 30podcast.com. Visit there to just find out everything else about our show, voicemail line, uh, past episodes, social media, all that other fun stuff. Tonight, I'm joined by Pat and Bo. Pat, how you doing? I'm doing well, John. Hi. How are you guys doing? I think, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> well, we're, we're back here talking to some movies again. So I'm always good when we're here talking movies. Um, very, very quickly before we get into our RoboCop stuff, there were a couple of other things I was going to run by you gentlemen real fast. Pat, I know you're not a fan of the horror movie. Um, Bo. Not per se. Not, not, per se. Not, particu- not usually. We'll put it that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Unless it's an Evil Dead or something like that. Um, yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know. Uh, what about the Saw movies? I have not seen those. haven't seen any of I mean, those? Me neither. Okay. Okay. Donna
0: saw the first one and liked it. The okay. second one, she said, was too much, and that was it.
2: Okay. All right. I've seen bits and pieces of the first one. I've never seen the whole thing all the way through. Um, but I saw something today that the Saw movies are being rebooted by Chris Rock.
0: Oh, for God's sakes. So
2: mm-hmm. apparently they're going to incorporate more humor. It's still going to be gory and violent, but it's going to incorporate more humor. So I, I guess I don't know enough about the Saw movies to be affected by that one way or another, but it almost makes it sound like it would be more on like the same level of humor as the evil dead movies. That could be interesting. So so it could be interesting. Yeah. Give it a shot. I saw that. And and Chris rock is not the one that I think of. Well, I guess at the same time, I wouldn't have thought of um, Jordan Peele writing two really successful horror movies either. So
0: right. Exactly. There it is.
2: Uh and the only other thing I was going to mention here is something that I saw, and it just and I, I commented on this on Twitter and it just it drives me nuts when I see this stuff. Um that I there there was a headline that said um the rise of Skywalker is Disney's first billion dollar disappointment. Wow. Oh boy. And that just it just I don't know. It just it makes me a little frustrated to see that kind of stuff because I'm like, you know what, there are people who make movies and they probably work their tail off to make it the best movie they could possibly make it. They probably invest a ton of their own movie, uh, own money into it and they will never make anywhere near a billion dollars. And so for some people to sit there and go, Oh, it made a billion dollars, but it's such a disappointment. I'm like, I don't know what the Hollywood, I don't know what the Hollywood equivalent of first world problems is, but (laughs) yeah. 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 I just saw that and I got a little frustrated.
1: I I gotta be honest with you and I'm not done with star Wars but I'm kind of like done with star Wars and all the stuff around star Wars. Mm-hmm. I, no, not let me back up. I, I just said to the, I'm not done with star Wars. I'm just kind of done with talking about star Wars. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like at the point where now I'm just like, yeah, I like star Wars. I like the movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's, that's it. I'm just, that's just kind of where I'm at. Just, I'm I'm just kind of, I'm just tired of it. I'm yeah. tired of, of, of that being news like you mm-hmm. just said first world problems you know so right. um yeah that's just
2: yeah well everything has gonna... to be it to, has to be hyped and discussed and whatever to the extreme you can't just enjoy the movie anymore
1: yeah okay. that's kind of what it seems like
2: yeah if you don't make 1.6 billion dollars or whatever then mm-hmm.
0: one billion dollar
2: to the motor city we go Uh, Our movie this time around is RoboCop 2. It came out on the 22nd of June, 1990, rated R, with a runtime of one hour and 57 minutes, directed by Irvin Kirshner, who died in 2010. He did The Empire Strikes Back and Never Say Never Again. Producer for this one was John Davison. He did RoboCop, Starship Troopers, and Airplane. Writers for this one, Edward Neumeier and Michael Miner, were credited for the characters, they did the original movie, and then they also did a first draft or first couple of drafts of this one that ended up getting rejected in favor of Frank Miller's story and screenplay. Um, and Waylon Green was another screenplay writer on this one as well. Uh, Newmeyer also did Starship Starship Troopers. Uh, Miner also did Lawnmower Man two. Miller did Sin City and 300, and Green also did The Wild Bunch. Cinematography was done by Leonard Rosenman. Uh, he died in 2008. He also did cinematography for Star Trek for The Voyage Home and the 1978 animated Lord of the Rings. Music was done by Mark Irwin, who did Old School and Scream. Budget for this one was 35 million, Box Office 45.7 million. The Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 31%. Rotten Tomatoes Audience gives it a 36%. IMDB gives it a 58%. Letterbox gives it a 56%. CinemaScore gives it a B minus. Peter Weller played Alex Murphy/slash Robocop. He was in the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai and the TV series Longmire. Nancy Allen played Anne Lewis. She was in Dress to Kill and Poltergeist 3. Daniel O'Harely, who died in 2005, was the old man, the CEO of OCP. He was in The Last Starfighter and Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Tom Noonan played Kane. He was in the 12 Monkeys TV series FX and The Monster Squad. Belinda Bauer played Juliet Fax. It's just some great 90s names. Juliet Mm. Fax.
0: Mm -hmm. Just the facts, man.
2: Right, you know, coupled with Doug Modem, uh, she was in Flashdance and UHF, Gabriel Damon was Hobb, he was in The Land Before Time and Tequila Sunrise, John Glover was the Magnavolt salesman, he was in Gremlins 2, which we just did last week, and In the Mouth of Madness, Angie Bowling was Ellen Murphy, she was in Texasville and Dr. T and the Women, Willard E. Pug, uh, Pug, or Pug I don't know, I'm probably saying that one wrong, was Mayor Cusack, pew. Pew. we're going with pew. Yeah, I guess it was Pew. Um, was in Air Force One and the color purple. Stephen Lee, who died in 2014, played Officer Duffy. He was in La Bamba and War Games. Galen Gorg, which sounds like a Star Wars or Star Trek character. Sounds
0: like a Klingon.
2: Kind of those. <laughs> g- g- i have to say it more guttural. Like Galen Gorg. Oh, yeah,
0: well, yes, you
2: have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> but I, I gotta like gargle some stuff, too. Um, Played Angie. She was Kane's girlfriend. She was in Point Break and the TV series Mantis. Do you guys remember Mantis? Did you ever watch that?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember that one. That was like the first superhero show before there were other superhero shows really like like kind of like superhero shows the way they are now you know you always had mm-hmm. the wonder wonder woman from the 70s and batman from the 60s but i feel like this was kind of one of the first like you had mantis and then you had the the 1990 flash and you had you know some other stuff around this time but i i, I vividly remember watching that uh felton perry played donald johnson he was in the towering inferno and dumb and dumber Lisa Gibbons played Jess Perkins. She was one of the Media Break anchors. She was in Last Action Hero and Lois and Clark. Mario Machado, who died in 2013, was Casey Wong, one of the other Media Break anchors. He was in the RoboCop movies in Rocky Three. Michael Medeiros played Katzo. He was one of Kane's henchmen. He was in X-Men First Class and Brawl in Cell Block 99. And Jeff McCarthy played Hulsegang. He was the lawyer uh, that was trying to convince RoboCop to leave his wife alone. He was in Star Trek The Next Generation and Joker. Here is the trailer, and we will be back in just a moment.
1: About a year ago,
2: we gave this city Robocop.
0: Ready for duty, partner?
2: Nothing I'd rather do. I think he's worked out pretty well. Have a seat. This is a bust. But things have become a little rougher out there.
0: This unit needs millions of dollars in parts. You see, Robocop's off-warranty. He's one of mine, and I want him back on his feet. Oh. I believe that Murphy's case was unusual, but not unique. We can find someone else, someone to whom the prospect might even be desirable.
1: And now, we need a law enforcement unit
2: capable of meeting the enemy on his own ground.
0: She's screening psychotic,
2: sir. Well, we aren't planning to build a toy. I'm carrying in a firepower to get the job done.
1: I got good news for you. You're going to have a chance for immortality.
2: With great pleasure,
0: I give you RoboCop 2. Ah,
2: yes. Things will be a lot quieter with this boy around. That thing is a killer! let's get going with our discussion here of RoboCop 2. This episode, as I said before, episode number 281. Uh, title of this episode, Who's Down with OCP? Um, all the homies. So, uh, the... Thank you. I figured somebody would, would pick up on that. Um, so, the questions that we've been using are adapted from the book Focus, The Art and Soul of Cinema by Tony Watkins. So, let's just start it off right here. RoboCop 2. Now, we just did RoboCop a few short years ago. And I think we all liked it. And I think at the time, I even commented that watching it that time, I liked it way more than I had ever liked it before. Like, I I found new things about the movie that were, it was a whole new world that was opened up to me uh, that time when I watched the movie. And I had a much bigger appreciation for it. So this time around, RoboCop 2, how does RoboCop 2 make you feel, Bo? Okay. Do tell. It's funny
0: well it's funny because the way you the way you said it was how i wanted to feel i was excited to see robocop 2 Mm -hmm. and then i wasn't as much (laughs) i i I can't it's been hard for me to put my finger on what it is about it that i didn't like but it definitely fell flat this time around and i think part of it is the unlike some of the movies we've done recently this one heavily dates itself Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's
2: 2013 it's it's 2013 because it's when detroit went bankrupt
0: right (laughs) and it it's just the pacing is weird and and it's it's wrong in places but it's wrong both ways Mm -hmm. i feel like the the beginning is too slow then there's this little section where he gets back to the police station And then he figures out that if he goes and electrocutes himself, he's going to wipe his memory. That whole piece happens a little too fast. You don't really make the connection with him. And then he just does it. It was very, very. um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? I felt disconnected from it the whole time. Like it never really pulled me back in after it lost me. I think that, yeah, that sums it up as best I can
2: this time around, I same thing. I knew I had watched Robocop two years ago, and I remember th- this was a movie. This was kind of round about the time. Well, I mean, because I mean, we're doing them both in the same month, so they were clearly the same year. This was a set of movies that whenever we would have um sleepovers in mm-hmm. the, when, I, when I lived over in England, and if we have you know if somebody was having a birthday party and it was a sleepover party or something, and usually it was about, you know, anywhere from, five to 10 of us over at a friend's house um you know there a lot of times their parents didn't really care what movies we put on while we were you know just hanging out overnight and there was a whole set of movies we watched robocop 2 uh robocop we watched aliens we watched predator predator 2 terminator 2 army of darkness universal soldier like we had this this like rotation of movies <laughs>
0: universal soldier oh,
2: oh my boy. god that's a blast from the past yeah it's or or the future for us in this case um mm-hmm. but yeah no we had this kind of rotation of movies that we would always we kind of pick one of those and somebody always had a copy of one of those movies handy somehow um and so this is one of those that was kind of in that rotation so i remember watching it a lot in middle school you know probably about sixth seventh grade or so and um obviously not a movie that I would ever show to my sixth or seventh grader, but, um, you know, so at the time as a kid, I remember thinking, Oh, this is kind of cool. Robocop is going up against this like crazed robot thing now. And it's, it's like way stronger than him. And, and, uh, Oh, that's funny. His mind has kind of been wiped and now he's got to have all these like stupid rules that make him seem silly. And that's kind of funny. And so as a kid, I remember thinking, that's kind of cool. That's, that's, that's kind of fun. And then as an adult, I think since I'd say since beyond high school, I've seen this movie maybe twice, including watching it just within the last few days. And it's just completely unnecessary.
0: <laughs> it's like, that's, that's my
2: word. You, you started with meh. I should have just said the word unnecessary that this movie did not need to be made. Um, I remember when we did RoboCop a couple years ago, that I came out of watching that movie and, and, and kept thinking, you know what? This movie is actually more, I used to think of that as just an action movie, just a, a kind of cool action movie with the cyborg cop. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's almost like B movie material, but like there's actually a, a, a better message there and watching it, kind of watching it with a critical eye for the podcast. I was like, actually, I, I got a whole lot more out of watching it this time around Robocop, the first one. And I really enjoyed that movie a whole lot more than I'd ever enjoyed it before with this one went to go watch it and I'm, I'm just watching it and i'm just going I part of me part of me is seeing a bunch of missed opportunities but the other, other part of me is just saying this is not doing anything new this is just rehashing everything from the first movie and and doing it worse than the first yeah. movie did it 13, it's not it's not 13, even improving 13.
0: on it yeah unless you you know i suppose if you like the idea of you know old dude losing his mind after they put him in the machine, you know, that's the thing.
2: Right. Well, and, and that could have been interesting. But, they just didn't explore that at all.
0: Right. It just happened.
2: Yeah. But there was just so much. Like
0: the whole movie, it all just happened.
2: It just happened. Right. So, so without going into too much detail on that, cause I will, we'll get a little bit more specific here in just a minute on, on things we did and didn't like, but I, I think my overall feeling on this one was disappointed and just feeling that I had witnessed something that didn't need to be. So not that I didn't like it, because I'm still entertained no, by it. That's still, a, that's a it's a fun point. movie. I was
0: entertained. It was an action movie. The 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 stuff with him and his partner is still interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always good when the when the old machine can beat up the new machine, and when the big bad company gets their comeuppance. And, right. But they're insured, so it's okay. Right. Um, it's just yeah. now, now
2: in in three years when we get to RoboCop three, I may ha- actually hate that movie from what I remember, but. We'll we'll talk about that in three years.
0: I would say we got time for that.
2: Yeah, I got some time to formulate my thoughts on that. Um, so, Pat, you had before we started recording, you kind of had a, an interesting tone of voice when I asked if we were ready to start talking about yeah. RoboCop 2. So I'm, I'm curious. Pat, how do you feel?
1: Well, so it's interesting. This is the first time that I kind of watched RoboCop and RoboCop 2 and kind of felt eh, about it. I saw Robocop 2 probably way too young. John, you said you were junior high, right?
2: Yeah, it's probably sixth or seventh grade.
1: Okay, I don't know if I was that young. I think I was probably eighth grade, maybe maybe going into high school. And I, it's funny the, the way you described it was very much the same experience that I had. This is just fun action movie. Wow, mm-hmm. there's like blood and body parts flying all over the place. I don't normally see that. Wow, you know. So I mean, that was kind of my initial take on the movies. Well, that was an action movie. Um, the fact that there was a kid that swore a bunch and was like right in the action, um, was like a little bit, I don't want to say different, but that was like, oh, wow, man, there's some kid in there. Like, I wonder what his story, like, how did he get wrapped up in all this? Um, I remember thinking that as a kid, but that was pretty much it. And that was my entry into RoboCop. Like I saw RoboCop two before I saw the original and I just,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, no. And I just thought of it as like, okay, cool action. The robots are cool. You yeah. know, I mean, all right. And um, that was that was pretty much it. I'd come back to it over the years. You know, I remember then I, at some point I saw the original RoboCop and, you know, I, I kind of watched through it. And this time I was like, all right, RoboCop 2. That was fun, man. He got into the fight with the, you know, the drug dealer ends up buried into the RoboCop thing. And, you know, it just was going to be more of the first one and on my kind of superficial level now after looking at it I started thinking I started reading some of the reviews and like you know what did Siskel and Ebert say when it came out and it you know and and all that and it seems like people were really shocked with the amount of violence and that they had a kid as one of the bad guy leads and everything like that and so then I was like watching it and I'm like yeah that that is that's that's a lot of violence so what are they doing are they is this like are they marketing it for kids? Like, what, what's the thing? And I started to fall away from it. And then I started thinking about it. Like, today, I was still thinking about it before this podcast. And I kind of came back to, yeah, as far as, like, an action movie goes, like, okay, RoboCop fights bad guys. And, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not Oscar material, but it's just an action movie. And then I had some other thoughts on, you know, like, is there a kid in there and the violence and the whole thing? Um, But, yeah, so I've kind of said, I've kind of I've kind of gone back and forth. You know, I've kind of, I've kind of bounced back and forth and now I'm just kind of settling on, eh, it's, it's an action movie. Things blow up. Good guys win. That's that. I I mean, I don't look any deeper or or anything beyond it. So, you know, how does it make me feel? I kind of, I I thought good, but now I'm just, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, did you, okay. So did you, when, when you're, now you're saying, eh, maybe not so much before Bo and I started talking about it or and before you looked anything up or just watching it this last time without anybody else's input or influence you you were watching it you're just like eh it's not what I remember no it's
1: funny I watched it and I'm like this is what I remember and that was why I was going to come into this podcast tonight and just talk about man I can't believe it this was the year of sequels I mean my first line was going to be hey do you, you guys remember how they always say sequels are usually never as good as the original I think the or disproving the rule Mm -hmm. that was going to be the first thing I said tonight. But then I watched it and I was like, "Eh, let me think what the critics said. And then the, you know, the critics, they brought up good points and I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. This, yeah. And why was there this and why was I watching this movie so young and why (laughs) why all that violence? I mean, it was just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Is this like, I wasn't sure, but then like, and I could get into it more later, but then I got thinking like, okay, I got to thinking about modern movies and I'm like is there really that much more violence in this than movies that eat like passes PG-13 movies today? I mean, there's no. more graphic, <laughs> but exactly. So no. then I the got to thinking like, I, think,
2: I think the movies today are more psychological than they were back then. Yeah. So your violence so, your violence is more tied to the psychology of the killer or the or whatever and it's it's a much more I think it's much more mental torment than yeah most of the I mean most of the violence in the in the late 80s and and all through the 90s was mostly just action violence right you know it wasn't it wasn't tied to torturing anyone or (laughs) trying to break them down as a human being
1: and yeah and I'm I'm kind of stalling out I'm stalling out on 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 the first question I don't want to bog I don't want to bog the podcast down but yeah I guess that's it it's like it was all just on my own I just really thought about this movie a lot and kind of bounced back and forth, and it's funny because what you guys are talking about is kind of like all the, all the the beats that I'm kind of hitting with this is, uh, it, I, you know, I'm like I'm I'm right there with you. But when I first watched it or rewatched it, even for this time, I wasn't there. It was afterwards I read, and it's like wow, they're bringing up good points, and mm-hmm. you know, um, I so yeah, that's that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at with it. So how do I? Does it make me feel if I just think, hey, this is an action movie, and I'll probably watch it again, and I'll watch the original again. Action movie, yeah, cool. As anything else, or if I think about it, I, yeah, I don't know. And mm-hmm. and I gotta be honest. I mean, I sometimes I struggle with the movies that are. Um, oh well, this is a big. Uh, what do you call it? Not a um, a parallel. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Allegory. An allegory for this is an allegory for fill in the blank. And mm. I, sometimes I struggle with that. Um, and Bo, I'm going to use your line. You know, we were discussing one of the, like the friendly fire podcast and, and stuff. And you brought up a line where, you know, we, we talked about how people, different people analyze movies. And you said something to the effect of sometimes, you know, people, when they analyze movies can see things that aren't really there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that is something I struggle with. And it's, it's funny because like, I watch these movies and I still kind of like struggle a little bit to see, you know, RoboCop as Hey, man, it's a cool action movie. Now, the first one, I get where, you know, it's showing the excesses of, you know, you know some of what our world is like and what the excesses can lead to. And like, you know, like this one, you know, Sunblock 2000 and, you know, the, 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 the car protection thing that electrocutes the guy. And, you know, I, I get that points to our excesses, you know, and corporations that are running mad and buying out cities. and But I, I don't know. I, I found this thing on YouTube that was interesting. I'll have to share the link with you guys, but it broke it down and said, you know, is RoboCop 2 really a big, and it was allegory or what, and they were describing what, how did this guy break it down? RoboCop 2 is actually describing what the the movie corporations or whatever did to the RoboCop franchise. And like RoboCop represented the original RoboCop. The bad guys represented this. And this represented this, the fact that they had a kid in there, you know, and and he got, this guy got into, you know, there's all these R-rated movies like, you know, Rambo and Robocop and Terminator. and But then they made toys and marketed them for little kids. Mm -hmm. So kids were buying the toys for these things. that They had no business watching these movies. And so they, they tried to water it down, but didn't. And like all the things the guy was saying, like, oh man, that made perfect sense. And wow, that's really interesting. But it's like, did they really intend that in the movie? Or are we just kind of like fan fiction adding this adding this stuff in? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of rambling because I'm just I'm not sure about the whole thing. So there, that that's how that's how I feel about the movie. There herein ends the dissertation.
2: I, I think I just heard Bo's ringtone go off and I wanted to say enter. Yeah, I yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> come in number one. <laughs> um Yeah. So, I mean, that, that'll, that'll, that kind of takes us into our next couple of questions. And I think maybe our next question is what works about this movie and what's memorable about this. And I think we've kind of already maybe said most of what we want to say about that is, you know, as an action movie, it's, it's fun. It's entertaining. Um, Yeah. I don't know that I can say that there's too much memorable about this movie. There's, there's a lot of, it's, it's, there's a lot of generic action. Like I, I could have taken the action in this movie and inserted it into any other, Action movie property, and there wouldn't necessarily be anything different about it uh other than Robocop can take a few more bullets than your typical cop can take um other uh, that isn't it's really there's not a whole lot about this one that sticks in my mind you know whereas if we're if we're talking about the first one, you've got all the all the lines like I'd buy that for a dollar and you know some of the other stuff that happens throughout that movie like the way the movie ends and you know um. There's just so much that's memorable about that. But but this one, other than just kind of being an entertaining action movie, I don't know that like I think of a whole lot that's super memorable about Robocop two.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, not a lot of super memorable for sure. Um, it's definitely it's more it's try, uh, it's trying to be more than an action movie. I'm not sure it's succeeding. Yeah. No. We're in we're in nineteen ninety. We're at the the um the, the first bushes are in the White House, you're you're seeing the the Just Say No to Drugs campaign continue mm-hmm. from the Reagans. And I think the drug message is definitely there. Almost beating you over the head mm-hmm. every time they pull out that big tube for the big robot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I still think it does me good at it.
2: Yeah, I the, well, so I guess that kind of that kind of will take us into the kind of the next follow up question is what doesn't work about this movie? And I think for me, it's that this movie I mentioned before, I, I really like so much about how I think the first RoboCop succeeds. If you want to watch it as a pure action movie, it is. And it's, it's great. If you want to look for a deeper meaning in that action movie, that is also there and it's mm-hmm. solid. Like the story supports it. The 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 way everything plays out supports that deeper meaning, that allegory, that whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. It's there if you want to look for it. If you don't and you just want to see stuff blow up, go for it. You can see stuff blow up. This movie, I think that, I think it it is not able to do that because the story seems fairly convoluted. Like there's really not, I, I yeah. look at this movie and I think there's really not anything. Why do you need a RoboCop for this movie? It's It's this drug guy and he, I mean, sure, he gets put into this robot body at some point. But then ultimately in the end, is anything actually solved? Did Robocop really do anything that, you know, somebody else couldn't have done at some point? You know, what was it that, why did we need a Robocop in this movie? And I think back to, if you're going to take up, if you're going to progress from the first movie and take what was done so well and add to it for a sequel to make a sequel, you know, worthy of being a continuation of the story, I think you needed to take the whole idea of him wondering if he's still human. And that uh-huh. I mean that that's how the movie starts off. The movie starts off with um, you know, him kind of stalking his wife. Well, back up just a minute. I had a funny thought when I was watching it because the movie actually starts off with that Magnavolt commercial. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, I feel so bad for Daniel Clamp from Gremlins 2 that he has sunk so far that he has to be the Magnavolt salesman now.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, f- things went they so had- wrong with
2: his With his building that he was, you know, ousted as CEO And now he's a Magnavolt su- salesman
0: They sued him into being a pitchman
2: Well, that's true, that's true That
0: Billy Mays guy made a lot of money You never know yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we, we start this movie with him kind of stalking I mean, it, it, And that I mean, that right there, that opens up the door for Why is a RoboCop Going back and sitting outside His wife's house Watching her and watching mm-hmm. his child And like that's that started a thread that should have been continued through the rest of the movie. And there's moments, like there are moments where he's talking to the lawyer and the lawyer's trying to get him to say you are not human. And then I feel like from about that point on, that story beat is completely dropped. And we don't ever yeah. come back to it until we get to the final, I think it was the final line of the movie when is it Lewis or somebody says something like, "Oh man, OCP is going to get away with again." And RoboCop says something like, "Well, we'll get him later after all. We're only human." And then the movie's over. I'm like you there were so many times that you could have gone I, down the road of him questioning or trying to defend the still, fact that he's alive or yeah,
0: yeah it, so are my movies just like crossing in my head because there was more of that in one of the movies, right?
2: I feel like there was more of that in the first one. Where he's still okay, so trying to the a, first one? I think. I mean I was, it's it's still been a few years since we watched it but
0: I know and I'm sitting there as that was one of the scenes that as I'm watching it, I'm like, am I watching the right movie?
2: Well, like and, you there's know
0: there's a scene missing here where, but maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm putting it. Well, one of the
2: behind the scenes stuff. things, one of the behind the scenes things read that I read was that Irvin Kirshner at different points as they were making the movie would be on the set, just like tearing pages out of the script and saying that they were horrible on days they were filming. Oh, well, there
0: maybe there was well, a scene missing. Think, yeah. oh.
1: Yeah. And I, it's funny because you were going to say like scenes that they even, they even kind of like interrupted a scene when his wife came and she says, Matt Murphy or Alex, is that you? or what And he says, touch me. Oh, it's cold. And then he's like, they made this to honor him. And I'm like, okay, he's going to launch into a speech or there's going to be a back and forth or there's going to be something. And then it was like, your husband's dead. And he turned around and walked away. And it was like, whoa, I, I feel like right in that scene. I mean, I thought it was such a great setup. They made this to honor him. Right. And then they no. end it. It was like, well, no, there should be like five minutes of dialogue there.
0: Yeah, There was no payoff I mean, to a, mm-hmm. a lot of things.
2: Yeah. So the so some interesting points. The original script for this movie actually had Robocop being com- almost completely destroyed and being rebuilt 25 years later. So it's even further into the future. Um, Detroit oh, wow. is even, even more messed up than it was before. So it's even more dystopian. And when he's rebuilt that quarter of a century later, he's then kind of being sought after as a, as a pawn in the schemes of the government, the greedy corporations and kind of the downtrodden public. And so those three groups are kind of trying to like jockey for power and, and you know, the public is trying to restore what life used to be like. And, and of course you got the greedy corporations and you've got the kind of greedy, inefficient government. And, um, and so that was meant to be like the original draft of this, um, and then ultimately they they scrapped that screenplay and went with Frank Miller's screenplay, which then in turn was also partially scrapped by Irvin Kirshner when they got to filming because he just at different times, he was just like, nope, this part, I hate this part. I don't like this part taking this out. And yeah, I read up on it and there were, I read the list of what some of the deleted scenes were for this movie and I'm reading it going, well, that's everything that I felt was missing.
0: <laughs> well,
2: like everything so there were, they
0: needed to be there.
2: Right. I mean, there were there were more moments with him and his wife. There were more moments with uh, Kane establishing why he might have some kind of a beef against Robocop. Um, you know, all kinds yeah. of different bits and pieces that that should have tied some of these threads together. And those were the deleted scenes that were deemed unnecessary for this movie. Yeah. And I'm, look, we're and we're I'm looking okay. at that list and I'm going, that actually would have fixed a lot of my problems with this movie. Yeah. Because that's the thing with, with him... To me, that that would have been a great way. And when we get into our three questions, one of the questions was, how would you if you were going to redo a RoboCop movie, uh, what would your plot be? And you know, who would you cast in the in the parts? Part of my plot is going to be similar to the plot of RoboCop one, because I think it's been it's been done so well. But part of that is I think it's got to tie into it, it's the whole piece of you have a half human, half machine. And that has to be your your main story beat is for him as a character. How is he dealing with that? Like what, if if he's not human, if he's this emotionless robot, then that character is not going anywhere. And what's the point of making more movies? He'll Mm -hmm. never, he'll never learn anything. He'll never, I mean, even the Terminator got, you know, he learned emotion. He learned how to say hasta la vista, baby. He evolved. If there's no humanity to RoboCop, he's not evolving. Then what's the point? And I think that's what I wanted to see in this movie was let's, let's follow some more of those, plot beats and let's have him t- I, an interesting thing I thought was what if in this movie, so we're let's play alternate universe. Now, what if in this movie at the beginning of the movie, his wife is the one that rejects him. Like she sees what he's become. Mm-hmm. She rejects him. She wants to have nothing to do with him. And then maybe we, maybe we then, you know, jump forward a couple months or something. And what I would have loved to have seen, cause I thought she was done so well in the first movie is, I would have loved it if uh, Officer Lewis, his partner, had been in this movie Mm -hmm. because she really wasn't in this movie. I know she showed up on Mm -hmm. occasion, but she didn't do anything in this movie. And I've always thought that she is kind of the perfect partner for RoboCop to have because she's got the emotion. She's got the human side of her. She's, you know, she's not she's not as cynical as some of the as the other cops are in dystopian Detroit. So that's something he can play off of. It would have been interesting to see, and I don't know what route you would like to take the word love interest, but it would be interest to, interesting to see a relationship of some kind, whether that's love or just companionship or what, develop between the two of them as partners and as cyborg and human.
0: Yeah, they don't, they, you're right. They don't spend any time with the buddy cop moments that they Mm-mm. could have had.
2: Not at all. I feel like one of the only scenes that they're together is when they're busting the little league gang.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Other
2: than than that, she's barely in this movie, and she was one of my favorite characters in the first movie. And spoiler alert: if if you haven't if you haven't seen RoboCop three, spoiler alert: she gets killed off in RoboCop three. So, well, and
0: it's one of those things. Like, if they weren't going to do anything with it, why did they bother to bring her back? Why not just get some rando? Right. Oh, he's got a new partner now, and and we're moving on. Would have made as much sense as what they did with her
2: right yes right that's that's what i would have liked to have seen in this movie so that's kind of what doesn't work for me is is some of the bits and pieces that i felt like were just completely dropped the The other one and then i'll shut up and I'll, I'll let you guys talk um the other one was actually one of the things that you didn't like pat was the kid yeah was the character of hob the kid now there's there's a, a twisted part of me that wishes that that character had been more
1: well, no, you know it's funny. You, it's funny you say that because that's like what I want to see is like, how, who, like, who is that kid? Like, mm-hmm. where did he come from? What's mm-hmm. that like? And and it's and it's it's not even so much that I didn't like him, mm-hmm. because even growing up, I I was kind of like, wow, that kid's pretty messed up. Like, what's his deal? Yeah. But it was like I kind of felt I kind of felt like I shouldn't like him based on all the critics freak out, and then it was just kind of like, wh- where did he come from?
2: Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, for that kid, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go for that deeper meaning route, but if you also, if you just, if this is just an action movie and you want to, you know, allow people the opportunity to not worry about the deeper meaning, you can hit two birds with one stone and you could make that kid. Cause that, I mean, that kid, I think is supposed to show the corruption of like, even the kids in this city are corrupt. Like there's, there's no hope for the future because the little league team is stealing stuff from the electronics store. This kid is like almost number two in command for this nuke cult. Um, he's being groomed by Kane. It seems like to, to take over someday potentially. And if you're going to do that, then don't just make this a foul mouthed gun toting kid, like actually put some more meat into that character and have him be something. Like If he needs to be more intense, If that's the message you're going with and that's the character that you want to use to kind of shock people into saying, hey, if the world goes this route, this is your end result is a kid like this. Yeah, then make it shock, make it shocking, like take it to a level beyond what they did in this movie, because at at different points in the movie, I I look at him and I just go, that character could have been so much more. And he just becomes a caricature at this point. I, I would have loved to have seen that kid be more intense than he was, even though he's just a kid for the purposes of the story. I, I would have loved to have seen that character be more than what he was. So, so that, I, I've rambled on for a while now. Those are the things that don't work for me. I think for the most part, that's that pretty much covers Um, that pretty much covers the stuff that I'm, I was thinking about that. I, I kind of started, I made some notes and I started a couple of things and my two stars kind of sum up what I just said. Uh, my first one was what does RoboCop bring to the Detroit police force beyond being a near indestructible robo battering ram? And mm. what can Robocop teach us about humanity? And I feel like if you can answer those two questions, that's the basis for your movie. Gosh,
0: I think you hit a lot of it right on the head. And I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna beat a dead horse, but
2: it's maybe, maybe. that would have helped if, yeah, if we maybe. had a dead horse that we could put in the middle they of the movie they're... and just and just beat it.
0: The lack of relationship building just in general. The one dimensionalness of well, all of it. <laughs> It's which just, is so interesting the
2: relation the relationship piece is so interesting because that's what irvin kershner is known for
0: yeah it, it it makes me feel better that you heard a little bit about him having some trouble with scripts and whatnot yeah.
1: well well i think of i think of i think of uh star trek five we were talking about that and we talked about that being like a a, a jumbled kind of a, of a movie but in watching it i think if i remember right we saw some stuff in there that was like wow that. There's some pretty cool stuff in there. Or man, we're, we're exploring someone's pain. Wow, that could be a fantastic device for a movie if they would have just followed it through. I, you know, And that's why we kind of had the problem with Star Trek V, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. With this yeah. movie, I feel like that goes even one step further. It's not even like they have some really cool device that they start to explore. It's like they have all these options and then just use none of them. Mm-hmm. This kid, they don't use it. The relationship with him and his partner, they don't use it. The relationship with him and his wife, they don't use it. Him being more human or more robotic, they don't use it. I mean, it's like they don't, it's like it's one step removed from what Star Trek V did. And that's like they don't, they don't even, they don't even like try to explore uh, uh, something more interesting than Robocop killing people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's my reaction to the movie this time is all the critics. And things that I read and everything, it wasn't like, oh, man, that really ruined my opinion of the movie. It was like, well, okay, let me see. Are they right or wrong? And then when I looked at it, I found past the superficial level, there really isn't much else there. And so it's like, oh, well, there's 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 not much there to defend or to point to. It is just kind of a violent action, you know, violent action pick. And that's that's kind of it
2: that's a you you actually just made me think of something else when you mentioned star trek five is that you know the kane character is i mean he's he's the head of this uh this nuke cult you know everybody in it is addicted to the nuke drug but at the same time we're kind of missing that point of it too is he's supposed to be this messianic figure within this cult that never gets played with that never you know What would be interesting to me is so you have this figure that everyone in this nuke cult looks up to as their leader and their their potential savior and messiah or or whatever. And he gets, you know, I'm using quote fingers, he gets killed and he gets put into a robot body. What could have been interesting, along with that theme of is Robocop human? Is he a robot? What is, you know, what is he? If Kane gets turned into a robot, then this cult that he's a leader of what if those people start questioning oh maybe the future is we all should be robots and and that takes a a you know a story strand off in a particular direction about you know do do people voluntarily start making themselves cyborgs in this future because of what's been happening with robocop and now kane and i i just every every time every time it seems like we talk about something new with this movie i'm like oh that's it's another thing that they could have done it just and I, right. and I don't know why that wasn't explored. It just seems like such a natural offshoot from you have. I've I've heard the song Desperado like four times in the last two or three days. Oh, jeez! Some fine oh, wow. things have been laid at your table, and you haven't <laughs> used or eaten any of them. They're just <laughs> sitting there getting cold. So, yeah, I it's just I, yeah. It's the more I and not like I'm not saying we we should like stop talking, but the more we start talking, the more we keep talking about this movie, the more frustrated I get because I'm just sitting here going, Come on, guys. (laughs) Yeah, you had so many things.
1: Yeah, I mean, and like I say, I'll watch it again Mm -hmm. and I'll probably enjoy it, but I kind of have to do it just to enjoy it for pop pops, you know, munch some popcorn stuff blows up. Mm -hmm. That's it,
0: and it does still satisfy that. Stuff blows up for
1: sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Just got so turn your brain off a diffi- little bit. Yeah, it
0: definitely disappointed, didn't
2: it? All right. So let's try to let's try to spice this up a little bit here. Let's try to, to bring this thing out of the dystopian Detroit gutter now. Um, is there an acting performance in this movie that you like best? Is there somebody that you like that person? Like, even if we didn't care for the movie itself as a whole, that person is memorable. That person did a great job.
1: Well, I mean, I guess the. The
2: kid. Hmm. I've I've tried my
1: hand at acting John As you well know mm-hmm. and I know that It's a heck of a lot harder than so I'm just Always careful with the acting performances thing
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: it's real easy to just Be oh it's all garbage but then like It's not like I could go in there and act any better You, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying are so you, that question
2: you, Do you feel a tad flat is that What you're saying
1: yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly In so <laughs> many different ways that's Exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying and
2: The band I, director ladies and gentlemen
1: yeah exactly but no but that's kind of just where i get to with that is it's yeah. like that's a hard question to answer just because you know there's reason that those folks are the ones that are the actors and actresses and mm. and all that so as far as an acting performance that stood out
2: i i like the I mean, old man i like the old man just because he's so slimy yeah he's just a fun villain i mean a fun villain in the first one and the second one and it just you know, in the midst of a movie where so many other things were kind of disappointing, I'm like, no, you know what? I I like that guy. I mean, I hate that guy. There you go. But I like that guy. Right. He's just a good villain. He's just a good slimy, greedy villain.
0: And uh-huh. sometimes that's important. You gotta
1: mm-hmm. have that. Yep. we well, yeah. can yeah, yeah, I think I think that's I th- I think that's I think that should sum it up. Maybe that yes. should go on the El- RoboCop two. Hmm. Dot hmm. dot dot. Right. Dot. They dot. Said, dot. Well,
2: we're in the '90s now. We can put things that make you go, hmm. Mm, mm, yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I was. I was really kind of bummed out, though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be fun. I wanted to get back into Robocop. And yeah. And I don't remember not liking this movie. That's the other yeah. thing that's really eating at me.
1: Well, I, I, I was. I like. I it was before. thirteen. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I was thirteen. So wow, I've never seen stuff like this. So of course mm-hmm. I'm going to like it. You know, but. Yeah.
2: Alright, well real quick before we jump into our three questions um, we had the, Some of the last few episodes we've forgotten to ask kind of like what your rating would be for this movie. So um, out of five, let's say out of five Cain brains um, he pulls Cain's brain from it and, and crushes it there at the end of the movie the so, sound uh,
0: that the skull made was awesome.
2: That was yes. pretty good. When yeah. it just
0: popped off it was like, yeah, <laughs>
2: and some of—I mean, some of the sound, the effects, the creature effects, like that. I mean, all that stuff was really good. So that's—I mean, they knocked that stuff out of the park too. But um, sure, yeah, just in some other spots it was a little disappointing. But so uh, out of five cane brains, uh, squished or not, it's up to you. Uh, what would you give this movie out of five cane brains? I'm going to go with a solid two. I was going to say two squished brains. Yeah, two squish. Yeah, definitely squished. Yeah, I think I'll go with you guys on that one. Okay. Two you know you know there was enough that it was entertaining but story wise and it's just yeah. it's, it missed a lot <laughs> and i wonder, too if my hanging on to
1: it because i saw this one first you know you kind of oh, stick sure with and that that could be affecting it as well so yeah
2: yeah, yeah. all right are we ready for three questions
1: yes okay. yes sir yeah.
2: let's do it let's reboot our directives and we'll get into our three questions
1: He asks each traveler five questions, three questions, three questions.
2: It's impossible to answer.
1: Impossible because you don't know the answer.
2: Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately.
1: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room
2: is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay. Three questions this time around. I, I did say.
0: electrocuting
2: uh, myself for you. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't have to electrocute <laughs> yourself. That's totally fine. Stick your, uh, you know, take a fork and stick it in a socket somewhere in your, uh, in your living room. Um, no. no, not going to do that. Um, no. Although there is a, well, you should go yeah, look on do, Okay. Okay. Um well you are the love fest. So um that's right. there it is. There I'm, it is. I'm not gonna go through and read all of them, but at some point, and maybe I can link this in our in our show notes somewhere, but uh, if you go to the IMDB page for RoboCop 2 and go into the trivia section, there is a listing uh-huh. of all of his new directives that are uploaded. Oh, from, you know, when he has all the fun. Somebody has written down, oh you know, I'll just do a sampling of them before we jump into our, our three <laughs> questions here. Uh, some of Robocop Robocop's new directives are uh directive 233 restrain hostile feelings 234 promote positive attitude um let's skip down a little bit uh 240 participate in group activities um 243 pool opinions before expressing yourself uh 245 if you haven't got anything nice to say don't talk Uh, 247 don't run through puddles and splash pedestrians or other cars uh, don't 250 don't walk across a ballroom floor swinging your arms that's uh, 266 smile
1: that's fun they got some fun stuff
2: yeah so they have this whole list of uh, what flashes on the screen as his new uh, directives when they have to reboot everything so if you want to see all those you can go check those out I'll, I'll put them in a link on our website
0: that's cool. all right outstanding.
2: so three questions here Question number one, if you could create uh, and we we got some uh, Twitter feedback on some of these too, So I have some responses that I've recorded cool. down from some folks that responded to these questions on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, number one, if you could create a buddy cop movie where RoboCop partners up with one other fictional police officer, who would his partner be? Oh, geez. Who is RoboCop's partner? You know, I'm going to take
1: if I could partner him up with anybody. Honestly, I kind of like where they were going in the movie. Uh, with, with that gal that was, that was his partner in the movie. I just wish they would have explored it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think she would have been, she would have been great. So if you're going to do, if you're going to do that, um, today, then I think you'd do what that, I mean, whatever her, like someone that is in the same vein as her in the modern sense, and then just explore that, um, explore that relationship. Because I'm not, yeah. you know what? And that's the thing. I'm not going to go through all the effort of casting them a perfect partner if they're not going to go through the effort of actually writing a script to <laughs> show their relationship. Mm-hmm. Well said. I go. mean, that's kind of the thing. I think they found it. It was just, they're like, oh man, here we go. This person's awesome. They're the first one. They had some chemistry. This is great. Okay. Let's not write about it. Right. That's our plan. That's our ga- That's our go-to plan. I mean, yeah. So there you go. That's what I think about that.
2: There we go. All right, Bo, what have you got?
0: Well, so I slightly pulled a John and and couldn't just pick one.
1: Ah, <laughs> You got the list. You
0: know, oh, it's only two, but oh, okay. I sort of went with a, if I was going to recast it, I should do one serious
2: oh, I did that could
0: have, could have led to comedy.
2: Yep,
1: I did the same so thing. So I
0: have, I have Roger Martop.
1: Okay. Oh yeah.
0: Now that's my serious version
1: because
2: mm-hmm.
0: Roger's talking about how he's walking around with a metal partner all day and how he's getting too Mm -hmm. old for this stuff Mm
2: -hmm.
0: the comedy version though
2: which robocop replies oh see there you go
1: (laughs) wait (laughs) well i i i missed it what the act the comedy one is what axel foley axel foley there Mm -hmm. you go
0: because well because eddie murphy i mean Mm -hmm. eddie murphy brings any makes anything better
2: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that was I didn't give any of my responses before I posted this on Twitter and that was uh, Axel Foley. I did a serious and a funny and Axel Foley was mm-hmm. going to be my funny one um and then uh Jason Colvin uh at jcolvin Colvin 24 but part of our Oklahoma contingent okay. um that was his first response too. was definitely Axel Foley huh. so we had there several people is. to which I to which I responded and I said you know what Beverly Hills RoboCop would be a great movie
0: it would be fantastic. And you could bring Robson Pinchot back to mm-hmm. sell Robocop a special gun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he could be yeah, it would just be amazing.
2: I'm gonna feel really bad when RoboCop finds that banana.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't <gonna> fault, <laughs> <banana> no
0: banana don't tell
2: me. So the other thing, if he's got Murtaugh as his partner, you know Robocop at some point in the movie is gonna start saying, I'm getting too rusty for this sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's the best
2: part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. It'd be outstanding. Um, so the ones I had, I had uh, for funny, I had Axel Foley was kind of my first one. And then as I thought about it, I'm like, you know what, who else would be good for a funny one? And I was, I was just trying to picture like, who could, who could play off of a RoboCop and be someone that you wouldn't even necessarily suspect that you'd put together with a RoboCop. And I thought of uh, Peter Falk as Columbo. Oh, I almost thought that could be kind of funny like that's just the You're way sure. just his those his mannerisms and if that's who robocop is trying to use as his way to mimic humanity and bring himself back to being human i could see that having some some funny moments available to it totally so i could go cool. that route too my serious one was dirty harry i thought that'd be kind of fun yes if we sure, want to just go pretty cool if, if we want two guys that are just going to make detroit i mean if we're going to go dystopian let's just go all out dystopian right and let's have your two star cops on your police force be dirty harry and RoboCop that would I be guess. that would be it uh we had some other responses from twitter we had a uh, tristan martin who also i think is one of our oklahoma contingent uh down there that listens to the show said phyllis diller <laughs> nice i like okay. that a lot I, that one works i i don't know if i remember phyllis diller being a cop at any point you know, maybe but she wasn't a skit or something was she I think
0: that makes it better <laughs> well
2: it, it could yeah uh, and then we had uh, Mark Fox, who is at Zookeeper on Twitter, said Martin Riggs. Okay, he also a little,
0: good. I mean, got a little although, little lethal
2: weapon crossover there.
0: The problem with Riggs is Riggs is already the crazy person. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. if they're both walking into a hail of bullets,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, who's the who's the same person in that duo? Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure.
2: Or just instead of uh, instead of having the um, like the the trampoline thing to to land on the cushion to land on when he jumps off the roof, does he just jump off the roof and like put RoboCop underneath himself? Yeah. So you make sure that that's you know. Thanks for breaking my fall, buddy. Right. All right. Question number two: If you were given the opportunity to live on as a cyborg after your death, would you take it?
1: <sighs> okay. Just desc- describe the parameters. Uh, if we're talking like replacing a limb la la luke skywalker or integrating into your body sort of like the police officer
2: we're we're talking um, we're talking full-on robocop so you have you were nah, either you nope, were either close to nope. death or you were about to die and they took mm-hmm. your brain and your face and they slapped that onto a robot body no 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 okay i think that's a solid no for me too
1: i think
0: i might but you gotta promise me i'm not gonna lose my crap like he does yeah. You know, you got to you got to prove to me that I'm not going to just go insane.
2: I think that's up to I think that's up to you.
0: <laughs> well, but is it I feel like some of it's whatever they do to you when they put you in mm-hmm. there, you know. Well,
1: that's true too. True. But but Kane was pretty messed up to begin with. That's I mean, true. they 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 didn't they didn't quite get the, the, you know, the, they they didn't find the brain they wanted so they got Abby normal, you know? Mm. I mean, that's kind true. of like well, that was the brain she wanted, but she wasn't quite all there either, so
2: True. You know, I feel like if they were gonna if they're gonna do that to you, Bo, they would like as they're installing you, they're smashing your Star Trek plates in front of you.
0: Oh, see,
2: yeah, and then see, that's what turns you into see, Kane robot. Why
0: you gotta? Why you gotta mm-hmm. go
2: there, man? I'm just I'm just looking for what would turn you. I'm trying to think of the extreme example, like you, you know, how you react when when they uh, when the guys are taking all the stuff out of Delta House and they trip and they drop all the whiskey, and John Belushi just freaks oh, out. Oh,
0: dude, yeah. you had to go
2: there. I'm sorry,
0: bro. No, no. I'm sorry.
2: Now, it's Ro- Robocop, RoboCop, dude. RoboCop Two did it to me. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. <laughs> See now, now
1: just to get over this, Bow is going to need to have a Gatling gun on his arm. And, uh, oh I mean, this is now a
0: thing we need.
2: And I got to say, the the kind of awkwardness of the 80s and 90s RoboCop is is a bit like no, nope, solid, no, no, thank you. The RoboCop yeah. reboot, where he was like much more mobile and and much yeah. more human like. I'm like, oh the T V show? No, the one that they did oh, was um, the movie was that 20 oh, I do I
0: ever saw that. Oh really? It was yes, check that out. I remember it being good. I enjoyed the TV show, so I bet i will like it.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was good and I thought they actually went a little maybe not. Well, I, I can't say whether they did good job good job or bad job, but they actually explored a little bit more of that whole, like, are you human or not? As I right. recall.
2: All right. Uh, number three, you've been given the chance to write and cast the next RoboCop movie. What's the basic plot? Who's your Alex Murphy slash RoboCop? And who is your Officer Lewis? I think I've pretty much already shared what mine would be. It would be the you, you got to play up that whole, you know, what makes somebody human? And is he? Still in there somewhere? Is he trying to get back to being more human, even though on the outside he most definitely doesn't look human? Like, to right. me, that's, that's, you got to play that stuff up. Like, that's what it's got to be. It's got to be the relationship between him and his partner or him and his wife, or, you know, it, it's got to be about the humanity piece of it. So, whatever, whatever that needs to be, um, you know, him rediscovering his humanity while he's fighting for the little person. Yes. So, that's, that's my plot. Um, my, my Alex Murphy RoboCop I actually went with because there are some times where I think he in a couple of shows I've seen him in. He does a very good, almost like detached, emotionless person. Um, but then he can also be very fiery and extreme in his reactions to things, too. So I went with Anson Mount, um, you know, the guy who played Christopher Pike in Discovery. And okay. he was what I'm thinking of in particular. He was in a show called Hell on Wheels that was on AMC about the the uh, railroad across the United States. Okay, and he was really yes. good in that show. So I he would be my RoboCop. I would go with that as my RoboCop. And my Lewis, I was trying to go with somebody that wasn't like a, an obvious like superstar actress pick. Um, so I went with Felicity Jones, uh, Jen Urso from Rogue One. Yeah. Wee. I've seen, I've seen her in a couple of different things and she's kind of a, you know, I think she does a really good job of being a character who's kind of an unassuming but hopeful kind of person in some of the roles I've seen her in. I'm thinking particularly in Rogue One. um, I think she could be a good partner to try to help someone rediscover their humanity. I I think of the scenes of like between her and Diego Luna's character when she's trying to like pull him away from just being a, a clear cut heartless assassin. Mm-hmm. So those will be mine. That's, it's got to have humanity, uh, Anson Mount, and Felicity Jones.
1: You know, I, I always struggle with getting the characters, or the, the actors and actresses, but I think, you know, uh, uh, plot-wise, I think you're exactly right, you know, and we've said it a bunch. Exploring humanity. Just doing something. Mm-hmm. Just exploring something deeper than exploding action kind of thing. Um, and, and I almost think, you know, I almost think that they should go the direction of kind of what they did with judge dread going to dread or the Batman when Christopher Nolan rebooted them, make it something that when you look at it, it's like got a little bit more of the real and I'm not saying more violence or more grittiness or something, but just make it that like, you know, you take Batman out of it and suddenly the dark Knight becomes like this fantastic, uh, 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 crime movie, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, which it was in the beginning, but it, it, it like takes the whole, like, comic you know what I'm saying like it could stand alone it's not just a comic book movie and I think like go that same direction with this you know make it make it a little bit more realistic or well as much as you can with a big cyborg walking around mm-hmm. but just go for that direction as opposed to more campy or more humor or more okay is this really what the future is going to look like kind mm-hmm. of
2: thing going on well especially now it's 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 2020 like it's not so far fetched that you couldn't talk about replacing someone's Limbs with robotic limbs, right. you know it's it's not crazy now. It's <laughs> I mean, sure we've got several situations where there's some stuff going on very similar to that. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's not outside the realm of possibility to treat that with a little bit more realism. Yeah,
0: of course. I closed that window when we were talking about something to look at something oh, else. So, continuing my love affair with The Rock.
2: Mm-hmm. Perfect.
0: The Rock is my Robocop. Okay. And for his partner...
2: He doesn't even I need the armor.
0: No. <laughs> I would with someone who's played a cop. She's a grizzled old veteran cop now, but she's mm-hmm. still pretty good at it. Mariska Hargitay from Law & Order oh, yeah, well, I, I think she would be awesome on the other side of the car. You know, yeah. about full body armor and everything. Yeah. And then my, my premise has... The, the FBI has drafted Robocop from Detroit mm-hmm. because they need him to take down a Gun smuggling ring, I guess that with the ATF, but you get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and she's like, she's the FBI person who said she needs RoboCop, so she's the agent, and she, I need this RoboCop guy, and that's how they get paired together as partners. That's what I got. Yeah,
2: you know the other one that I and I've been saying for years, I wish they would do this, and and that can you know that can go the route of the dealing with the humanity piece too is do a RoboCop versus Terminator. Oh, yeah. totally. I mean, that's they used to have you, the video game. if you guys
0: versus Predator? Why not?
2: Well, I'm not sure Alien versus Predator is a, a strong enough argument to say why not. But <laughs> yeah.
0: so no, I, I'm saying I think, they,
2: they I think the answer is movie, in the question.
0: They, they made that movie. Why couldn't they make this one? Is I think my point. Well, you're yeah, gonna do yeah. that. I got better ideas right. than that.
2: Well just take and take this <laughs> take take the source material directly from the comics because the comics are outstanding. The storyline right. of the comics it, did you have you guys ever read the comics?
0: No, but I know they I know they exist and the concept is mm-hmm. outstanding.
2: You loaned them to me, John. And yeah. They were that was pretty cool. Yeah. The way yeah. they did that. I mean the whole idea being that he is kind of the beginning of Skynet and you know that he has to he almost has to choose between his roboticness and his humanity and, and that's totally that, that same string that at least in my opinion should run through anything that has anything to do with RoboCop and, and they've been doing some they've been doing some RoboCop comic book series and I've picked up a few issues here and there over the last few years and that's almost pretty much the writers are, are always going back to that well they're going back to the what does it mean to be a RoboCop like what does that mean for Alex Murphy what does that mean for RoboCop and how do you balance those things and how do you have this character develop over the course of time right there's ways to do it and just they didn't do it with this movie all right well i think that's going to do it for robocop 2 i think we've maybe beaten this one is not enough uh you know we've dismembered robocop over and over, yeah. and over again um apparently he's only destructible with the joints so we found all the joints and uh he's now in pieces on the side of the road yep but uh you can join good. us back here Yeah, there we go good. Good. good good just leave him there we don't need robocop 3 but maybe we'll i don't know we might not even cover that in three years we might just zoom right past that um but uh, we are 30 podcast 30 podcast.com at 30 podcast on twitter you can call our voicemail line as well um or 872-356-6843 or you can interact with us on social media however you'd like to do that i do want to give a quick shout out to the at uh shirley podcast guys at the Shirley, you can't be serious podcast um have you guys had a chance to listen to any of their episodes
0: I have not yet. I need okay. yeah. not. The stuff
2: we've so been posting uh, on
0: Facebook looks looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they had a, their first two episodes. It uh, it was uh, two halves of the argument: which album is better, Thriller or Bad? And so they they kind of do a deep dive into the first episode. It's kind of a deep dive cool. into Thriller, and you know, giving the reasons behind. And one of them will take you know one one of them will take the stance that Thriller is better. The other one will take the stance that Bad is better. And they they kind of do a deep dive into it and each give their argument and then unleash it upon social media to help them cast the deciding vote on it. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot awesome. of fun. And there's been plenty of times I'm sure they're listening cause they listen to our show. Um, there's been plenty of times that I am driving in my car and I am arguing right there with them. So anytime, cool. anytime that you've got me arguing out loud in my car while I'm driving, your podcast is a hit. So nice job, gentlemen. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, coming up next time for us, our next episode is going to be episode number two eighty-two, Young Guns Two. We're continuing on with the Revenge of the Sequel Month, or who does number two work for? Uh, so next time it's going to be Young Guns Two, and then Predator Two, and then um, we're going to follow that up. This is this is where we get kind of a bit of a reprieve. Um, my wife is a great sport; like she will watch a lot of these podcast movies with me. Um, I I know well enough for some of these movies, probably not to even bother asking for some of them like Robocop 2 and Predator 2 and things mm-hmm. like that but mm-hmm. uh, I, I do feel a whole lot better that once we're done with our sequel month that we go into you know some of the other movies that will be a little bit more palatable and easier to watch uh, with uh, Pretty Woman, Ghost, Mermaids. Um, Pat I know in March you're getting excited for Memphis Bell and some of the others so oh, oh yeah so we got some good stuff coming. So if you're not as much a fan of some of the uh, action movie sequels, that because that's what most of these are for this month. Uh, if you're not so much a fan of that, just wait. We got some good stuff coming. If you're not a fan of this stuff, if you are a fan of this stuff, then just buckle up because we've got, we've got more left to go this month. So uh, Young Guns 2 and Predator awesome. 2 are coming up soon. So thank you, gentlemen, for being here with me. Thank, thank you, me. John. All right. We'll see you all back here next time for Young Guns 2. Be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies.